Hey everyone, I'd like to welcome you to the first episode of the Next Level Podcast, a podcast that helps athletes get to their next desired level of play. Before I get into what um, this podcast is all about and the goal of this podcast, I'd like to introduce myself first and foremost. So uh, my name is Nick Harper. Um, I'm from Syracuse, New York. I'm around the Syracuse area. Uh, currently, I'm the goaltender coach for the SUNY Cortland men's ice hockey team. Uh, Cortland plays out of the SUNY at conference uh, for you know Division Three hockey. Also in the Syracuse area, I'm an assistant coach, assistant high school hockey coach, and a junior varsity head baseball coach in another district. So um, yeah, that's a little bit about my uh, coaching background. I played hockey at SUNY Fredonia for four years. Um, you know, played hockey, baseball, golf, football growing up. So I'm a huge sports fan, which led me to, uh, you know, where I'm at now. I'm in graduate school to be a phys ed teacher. So, you know, that, that's exciting. I'm, you know, I'm loving that so far. Uh, being able to still be involved in sports and, you know, working with athletes and students, man, it's a, it's a blast. I'm really enjoying it and I'm looking forward to the future. So that, uh, that leads me to, you know, why I wanted to start this podcast. So, you know, during this pandemic that we got going on here, um, you know, I was kind of, you know, think trying to stay busy. I had schoolwork, but uh, then I got this idea to do a podcast. And I know, you know, podcasts are so popular right now. Um, you know, there's thousands of them out there, but it's something that I thought it could be, you know, a real cool experience for me. Um, Hopefully I can, hopefully I can help athletes, uh, you know, listen, uh, help them get to their next level. Um, Because when I got recruited to Fredonia, I had a pretty unique story and situation. And I know I'm not the only one. I know um, a ton of athletes have, you know, their own story and kind of how they got to to play where they played. So um, that's my goal. My goal is you know, for the listeners to, you know, be provided with different stories and like different pathways to how athletes got to where they were at. And now that can be, you know, that can be anything from high school or prep school to junior hockey to like junior college, you know, division three, division one, and also, you know, semi-pro and professional. So how, uh, how this podcast, you know, it's going to how this going to work, how I think, at least right now. Uh, you know, I'll talk for a few minutes at first, and then, you know, I'll bring my uh, my guest in. Um, you know, I'm going to have a lot of interviews, which I'm excited about. And, you know, luckily being in the Syracuse area, I've, uh, you know, know quite a few people who have been, um, you know, who've played sports in college, who, you know, even like semi-pro. So that'll be fun. There'll be a, you know, wide variety of people lot of different stories that you know you'll hear about their uh, playing careers also uh, being at Fredonia we had quite a few uh, players go on to play professionally so you know you can hear their stories there and you can also hear you know former college players stories about how they got recruited so hopefully you can you know take their advice see what they have to say about you know, when you're 15, 16, kind of what to do. A lot of people don't know um, the ins and outs of it. Um, so that's what you know. I'm hoping, hoping these athletes can provide for you. Um, so it's it's gonna be it's gonna be cool. Uh, I'm real excited about it. 
Um, you know, this is always something I thought I could do well. Um, if I do, great. If not, oh well. You know, I'm just happy to be giving it a go. Um, like I said, I'll repeat myself again. My goal is to help athletes get to the next level. And a lot of times, athletes don't know like how to or you know what steps to take. So if I can get an athlete to have the confidence and encourage them to like either attend a showcase or you know a tryout they were unsure of or you know reach out to a coach anything along those lines you know I'll be happy um, you know if that doesn't happen then when I bring these interviews on I get to reconnect with old friends and uh, you know hopefully meet some new people so really it's a win-win for me it's a good way to keep me busy and it's a good way for me to uh, to give back to younger the younger generation of athletes who are up and coming and who kind of want to um, you know take their skill to the next level so yeah um, um, I'm really looking forward to it and we're gonna have a lot of impressive athletes on here who have uh, you know great athletic resumes so there's that so my first guest was a close friend of mine I have a lot of buddies of mine on here, so sorry about that, but his name is Damien Kulinich. Call him Damo for short. Um, Damo, he's from Calgary, Alberta, so for those Americans that don't know, it's uh, right above Montana, so, you know, far hike from where I'm from out here in uh, central New York, but he's one of my close buddies, still talk to him every day, so it's great, I can still connect with him. Um, you know, in Damo's interview, he goes on to talk about his youth hockey, uh, kind of the different teams he played for there, um, and then how he got into junior hockey. He played in a couple different junior leagues, so we'll hear about how he got there, how he got, you know, recruited, and how he was passionate about playing junior hockey. So we get to hear that. We get to hear about, you know, him being recruited to Fredonia, uh, and then along with a couple of Canadian colleges after that, which leads us to um, his final couple years playing pro in Sweden, which he's still doing right now. So you get to hear, you know, about a bunch of different leagues that he played in and kind of how he got there. So it's a real, it's a real great interview. Damo is one heck of a guy. Um, you know, I know you'll learn a lot from him, from the interview. He also talks about, you know, what, um, kind of like the process and his training and, um, just kind of how he stays on top of his game. So again, thank you for, uh, you know, for tuning in, this is great. First, first episode of the Next Level Podcast. You know, it's a, it's a, it's gonna be a blast, man. I'm excited for for the journey. So I think now would be a, a good time. I'm gonna, you know, play the interview for you, and you know, let me know how you, uh, let me know how you like it. All right. So here it is, Damian Kulinich. All right, here we go. It is my pleasure to introduce the first ever interview our interview guest on the next level podcast the podcast that helps athletes get to their next level my first guest here is a close personal friend of mine damien Kulinich. damo what's up buddy what's up harps how you doing buddy doing good doing good where are you at right now <clears throat> uh, currently in calgary alberta just uh self-isolating yeah staying staying indoors staying safe uh, staying safe how there about you, go. you? Yeah, you know, I'm home just watch currently watching the Maple Leafs Sens game when uh Matthews pots for for Geno's <clears throat> his first game. 
What a debut. Yeah, not, not bad, huh? Not too bad. Must be nice. Yeah. But, um, yeah, man, so thanks for coming on. Like I said, our first guest. Thanks um, for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, we're going to talk about, you know, his playing career, kind of how he got into the game, um, kind of the steps he took uh, to get where he's at now, which is a professional hockey player over in Sweden. And, you know, he'll explain that for us and his path. So, uh, Damo, real quick, um, the reason that I wanted to start this podcast was, you know, just to kind of encourage athletes to, you know, don't be afraid to take that next step. Don't be afraid to attend you know, maybe a training camp or a tryout or, you know, just something along those lines. All right. So um, for you, I just want to start from the beginning. So you're from Calgary, Calgary, Alberta, up in Western Canada, for those, you know, people listening who are unaware. How did uh, how'd you start playing hockey? <clears throat> well, pretty, uh, pretty typical hockey family. If you're <clears throat> thinking about, you know, Western Canada, pretty big uh, hockey family, you know. Dad played hockey, uncles played hockey, just a big hockey family. So it was uh, more or less born with a stick in my hand and didn't really have an option, Harps. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, just being brought up. Yeah. Uh, do you know uh, how old you were when you first started <clears throat> to skate? I want to say I was like, learned to, st- learned to skate was maybe three or four. Yeah. But like all... <clears throat> all the, all before then, you know, I was a big mini sticks guy, you know, I have a couple uh, toddler picks, full gear. <laughs> a couple toddler Cooper, picks. Cooper 4,500. <laughs> couple, a uh, couple holes in the wall too. Yeah. At the early age was, was brought up. All right, cool. So now it's a uh, transition to youth hockey. So did you stick with one organization for a while up in Calgary or were you kind of uh, moving around? Yeah, so when I started, I was originally started playing the Fish Creek Falcons, which is no longer a team today, but it was <laughs> <That's all right. laughs> kind of a community that I was in. And uh, and yeah, I remember that being really fun. Like, <clears throat> it was just a lot different, and you just was going to play with your friends and going just to skate for fun. and get better, trying to, trying to just play for fun, yeah, and it was it was a lot different back then than it is today. For sure. So, you know, growing up playing hockey, um, you know, like you said, you uh, kind of brought into it by family. Around what age did you know you wanted to go uh, the junior hockey route? Because I know junior in Canada is, you know, much different than the U.S. Um, it's pretty so, big. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So at, at, uh, at what age, you know, did you decide to go and play junior? To be honest with you, I wasn't really, I didn't really like even know about junior hockey until like I was kind of at at the age to kind of pursue it. Like I played, uh, I played midget double A my second year midget, and I had a pretty good year. And then I got an invite to a junior A team here in Calgary. And, And how it works is usually after the season, there's some spring camps, which are mostly like midget players, like you know, 15, 16, 17 year olds trying to make that next step to junior. And I didn't really, like I knew of like the Western hockey league and like major junior, but I didn't, didn't really know that much about junior A in Canada. Mm -hmm. And then I got invited to a camp in Calgary for the Calgary Mustangs. And I had a pretty good camp and they wanted to sign me right away from that camp. And me not really knowing any better just 
decided to go for it and I signed as yeah. what was it I think it was 16 <clears throat> so I had another year of midget left okay and I was going to the edge school so which is a sports school here in Calgary and I was I was planning on just playing playing there again for my last year midget <clears throat> 17 year old year and then yeah I went to that spring camp and they saw some potential in me and I decided to sign with them and I didn't really have any expectations then. Like I wasn't, I knew I had my options to play midget <clears throat> that, uh, that next year, but I ended up going to camp in <clears throat> my 17 year old year there and, and making the team out of camp. So that was, uh, that was kind of like when I first realized that I could play junior and maybe, maybe extend my hockey career a bit. Yeah. That's a, uh, that's unreal. That's, you know, one of the reasons why I like, um, I'm gonna, you know, interview a bunch of people. Why I want to start this podcast because there's no one path you take to get to college, to get no, to, you know, professional, semi-pro. You know, everyone has unique stories. And just to reiterate what Damo was talking about, midget age is about typically what 15, 16. You would say? 15, 16, 17. I would say. Yep. So he played that. Um, the, the edge school. I'll get back to that in just a second, but I just wanted to say the Calgary Mustangs, the team he was drafted to, that was the Alberta Junior Hockey League, correct? Yeah. The AJHL? The AJHL. Good, good league. Can, um, can you go back to your edge school? Now, you said that was a sports school. Is that like a, like, is that like a prep school or how would, how would you describe yeah, that? I guess now it would be considered like a prep school. But back then, like, I think my first year there was – grade 10 so 2008 2009 or maybe 2009 2010 but anyways I, I went there and played for like <clears throat> in grade 10 I, I played for the lowest midget team which is called junior varsity and like not the highest level like still a couple of pegs down from triple a midget which is the highest level of midget okay and then the next year I played for the midget double a team <clears throat> and we we actually had a really good team I I still say to this day, that was probably my funnest year of hockey. You know, we, uh, yeah. we had, uh, there was two midget teams that year at edge. So we played against each other and we were both probably the top two teams in the league. Okay. And uh, we just had a good mix of guys, like young guys, older midget guys. And we just kind of came together. And <clears throat> I think going in, we were probably considered the, the weaker of the two edge teams, but we just came together and, <clears throat> and had a hell of a run and, you know, took playoffs and, in the regular season there so that was that was one of the funnest years and that's like what got me really hooked on like trying to trying to pursue a little bit more yeah that's that's awesome that's uh you know those are the memories that you don't forget about and I remember me personally playing I think around like 13 14 it's kind of when you know I had the most fun playing yeah. hockey because you, you know you're, you're maturing a little bit um you know you got the boys in the room it's kind of like you know you're by yourself you don't have you know, a lot of supervision at this time yeah. is where you get a little bit of freedom, a bit more freedom, making some good buddies, just yeah, exploring kind of yourself. Exactly, exactly. So, yeah, that's cool. That's cool to learn about the sports school. Um, yeah. You also brought up the Western Hockey League, which is huge out in Alberta, correct? Yeah. So there's three leagues in Canada and the states. It's uh, all under the Canadian Hockey League. There's the WHL, the QMJHL, which is the Quebec League, and then there's, the, of course, the OHL, Ontario League. All right, very cool. So 
Now, did you ever – did you have aspirations to play in the WHL? You know what? I did. And my grandpa was a scout and still is a scout today. <clears throat> but back then he was a scout for the Saskatoon Blades. Okay. And so I played my first year junior for the Mustangs there. <clears throat> and I had a pretty good year. And there's an NCAA eligibility rule if you play in the dub or the O or the Q, then that that acts as your NCAA eligibility. So I was still a young guy then, and I was still going through it, so I didn't fully know all about the yeah. further options and the other implications it would have. So I uh, to start, like I, I went to the Blades camp pretty much every year since I was eligible, so from like 14 to like 17 and I remember my my first time at camp I was scared shitless I didn't <laughs> I didn't I didn't sleep a wink before the oh, first time. and because like in this camp like there were their WHL vets so I think I was on the ice with like 89s and stuff and I was a 93 in the my first camp and I'm, I'm pretty sure Braden Holpe was there so that was wow big was name nice. so yeah <clears throat> might have yeah. put one past him <laughs> probably put a couple past them um you know in the dub it's it's known as just a very physical tough league wouldn't you say would you say it's the toughest out of the three major junior leagues yeah I think uh I think it's been known for that I mean obviously in the past 10 years or whatever like the, the physical play and the fighting has has really stepped down a notch but I mean yeah you know like you think of western Canada there's a lot of uh tough farm kids so yeah, <laughs> typically known as one of the tougher leagues. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine being, uh, you know, going in there at a young age, being a little, you know, a little scared. You got some feel like you're playing against grown men who could just beat yeah, the sure. snot out of you. So yeah. let's uh, let's head back. So you went played in the Alberta Junior Hockey League. Um, played for Calgary Mustangs. Um, what other teams did you play for in the AJ? I also played for the Bonneville Pontiacs and the Olds Grizzlies. Oh, okay. All right. So you what was that? five years in the AJ? Uh, it was actually only three. And then my last year, I got traded out to Manitoba and finished my 20-year-old year in Manitoba. Oh, okay. All right. Three, so, three, so the Manitoba Junior Hockey League, right? Yeah. So, so four years of junior total. Four years total. Okay. And then how was um, – so for those of you who don't know, would you say Manitoba is a better league than the Alberta or similar? What would you say? I would say that it's – probably a little worse than the Alberta League. Oh, okay. At least going in, like, the MJ had a, a bad rap, you know. Like, typically it was known as one of the weaker junior A leagues in Canada. But then when I got there, it was a pleasant surprise how good the hockey was. Like, there might not be as many quality teams as the AJ, but I would say the uh, the top teams are are pretty close to the top AJ teams. <clears throat> okay. So, so yeah. That was uh, it was it was different to go see the hockey over there. Like, you know, I didn't know what to expect at first, but I was uh, I was pretty happy how it how it uh, turned out. I had a had a pretty good year there my last year, and I really enjoyed my time out in Manitoba. And it's it's a good league, and I think it's only gotten better since then. So yeah, that's that's unreal. Mm-hmm. So you got four years total of junior. You know, you're living the dream playing junior hockey up in Canada. And then you make the transition to SUNY Fredonia for the Blue Devils. Can you uh, 
<laughs> those you don't know, SUNY Fredonia, Division Three hockey in the SUNYAC conference, one of the best conferences, you know, in the in the United States for Division Three hockey. How to how'd you get recruited from, you know, up in the Manitoba Junior League? How did you get recruited to uh, Fredonia? Yeah, so uh, that was was a little bit of a process, you know. Teams are always reaching out to the 20-year-olds, seeing what they're doing, seeing what their options are, because not every Canadian kid can just go to the States and play. You know, it's a lot of logistics and the money has to work out because you're not always getting full ride to Div 3. But <clears throat> but I actually had a friend on the team, uh, Ryan Wilkinson, guy we both know. Slicky. Well. Shout out, he, Slick. Uh, he, uh, I talked to him a little bit and because <clears throat> Coach – Coach Meredith was talking to me a little bit and I wanted to ask Ryan what his uh his thoughts were about this about the school so it's a lot of you know reaching out to guys you know or yeah players that you played against or with and just seeing you know they like the school and and it kind of came down to like uh like uh word of mouth through Ryan because I never had the chance to go down there before but yeah from what he said like it was a good program lots of good guys and just a good place to be so out of my options like I never really I kind of had it stuck in my mind that I wanted to play in the states like obviously I wanted to go to division one at first yeah and when that didn't happen I I looked at uh, a couple division three options and Fredonia was uh, like you said one of the best conferences in in the states for div three and, and it seemed like uh the right move for me to continue on the path yeah absolutely um you know it gives you a good chance to further the hockey playing career and you know your education but before we you know continue talking about college hockey uh going into fredonia did you know um you wanted to play after college somewhere <clears throat> yeah i've always uh once I kind of, you know, learned a bit more about the hockey world, I kind of realized there was plenty of leagues over in Europe. And, you know, I've never been to Europe until I was, what, like 20, 25, 24 there. <clears throat> and, uh, and it always seemed so cool to me. Like, you know, you see videos and like, you know, and the world juniors are overseas, you know, it's always pretty rowdy. And then, of course, you got the Spangler Cup, mm-hmm. which is which is what you think of when you think of European hockey. And it's just, it's just a different animal, you know? So it, it always seemed really cool to me to, and I always had that in the back of my head, like to go over and just, just for me to see, see a different part of the world and see how, how the hockey culture is in a different part of the world was something that I always wanted to experience. And, and, and I know there's a bunch of, uh, there's what the SP and the East coast and the A and the NHL. Yeah over here but it just was always appealing to me to see what hockey was like on the on a different side of the world yeah yeah that's you know it's pretty it's, it's cool it's something that a lot of people you know don't really know about I know even even for me um you know my first few years at Fredonia I wasn't sure about uh you know college or sorry hockey past the college stage like I knew there were some leagues but man there's so many different leagues out there there's so many chances so many you know opportunities so back to back to the college talk so you spent one year at Fredonia um you know we actually had a blast one of my best buddies uh 
not their not our best year on the ice, but it still, you know, still was a was a good time. Yeah, played some uh, competitive hockey, competitive teams. After that one year at Fredonia, uh, where did you go next? You went back to a college uh, near home, right? Yeah, I went to SAIT, Southern Alberta Institute of Technology here in Calgary. And uh, that league is is uh, called the ACAC, the Alberta Colleges Athletic Conference, if okay. I'm not mistaken. So it's all teams in Alberta, actually one in Saskatchewan. but that is a league like typically when you think of college hockey in Canada, it's like the CIS. Okay. Is U sports now. <clears throat> and uh, that's like universities all over Canada, but this one is specifically in Alberta and it's actually a <clears throat> pretty good league. Like the top, the top couple teams I think are pretty close to U sports teams and we got they they get a lot of top junior A guys from Western Canada who didn't who didn't want to take the Div three route or didn't, didn't yeah. get a D one look you know so there's even a couple dub guys sprinkled in so it's it's actually a pretty good league and would you say hockey. it's it's com- comparable to kind of like a mixture of D one and D three over here in the states <clears throat> would you say or what, is it more comparable to you know either one what would you say it's kind of tough to say. I would say maybe a little closer to Div three. Yeah, but there's still some quality okay. players. Well, and you hear all the time of people who you know went D three, and you got you got guys D three putting up 150 points in their career, and it's you know maybe they didn't get a look at D one. Maybe you know their grades weren't good enough for scholarship. Yeah. Maybe you know they're five nine instead of five eleven like there's so many different you know yeah, aspects everybody, everybody develops at different times too right so <clears> exactly it's, it's a pretty crazy animal this sport we call hockey oh really it's so different than any other sport when it comes to the recruiting process and playing college so after after state you went on were you at state one year <clears throat> yeah i was at, at state for one year and then I actually got cut the next year and was still wanting to play. So I went to a different school in Alberta, Red Deer College. So that's just an hour and a half north of Calgary here. And I played there for one year as well. One year. So what, um, what was that still in the, uh, Alberta league or is that a different conference? Same conference. Same Mm -hmm. conference. Okay. How was, uh, how was that experience? It was good. You know, it was, uh, it was still the college experience and I got to get away from home, you know, live on my own, see what that was all about, try and balance the studies and balance the uh, hockey and balance the social time. So, <laughs> so that was a, uh, that was a good experience, you know, everywhere, everywhere I played, you know, I played a lot of places in junior and college and, and everywhere I went, I met some very quality people and that's, that's part of the journey that's, so that's worth it for me you know all the friends that I've gathered and sure you know I have buddies in Sweden buddies in Germany buddies in Finland buddies mm-hmm. in Baldwinsville, New Baldwinsville New York. what a spot huh <laughs> so no it's not that great <laughs> oh man um before we go into the pro talk I just want to harp on uh when he mentioned the balance in schools uh studies in the uh, you know, the social aspect, 
And when you play a college sport, man, it's, you know, you, it's, it is difficult to balance all three, wouldn't you say? Absolutely. So you, you, know, you kind you of practice, you got to study. And then of course you have to have a couple beers with the boys. <laughs> so, you know, you got to, uh, you know, pick two, you know, pick two that are important. And then, you know, you kind of got to earn the, earn the fun aspect. Once you say, yeah. you know, putting the work in the classroom, putting the work in the, uh, you know, on the ice, on the field, wherever you're at. And then, Absolutely. you know, then you can, uh, makes it that much more rewarding for sure. For sure. Then you can enjoy your time. So, you know, he's talking about all the great people that you've met through junior college, you know, um, you know, it's great that we can just still stay, you know, connected, you know, after all these years and everything, but um, moving on. So now he's uh, playing professional hockey overseas in Sweden. So your first year out of Red Deer College, mm-hmm. you went and played over in Sweden. So what team did you play for in Sweden? And what's, uh, can you just explain the league over in Sweden for us? Yeah, so it was the fourth league in Sweden called Division Two, And it was uh, a team was called Linda Follett's SK. Okay. And it was pretty crazy. Like, like I said before, I, uh, I always wanted to get over somewhere in Europe and just see what the hockey was like. And, and at first it was, uh, it's pretty crazy. Just like, just like little things. Like I remember something that sticks out from, for me is like after periods, the whole, like both teams would just like skate around, skate around the ice and like, like together, like, <clears throat> like they weren't even playing against each other and yeah. just like taking a hot lap. <laughs> <laughs> just like little things. And like, obviously the language is, is different and sure. And you're with a couple imports, so you're kind of in the same boat with some guys, but most guys on the team are Swedish. So <clears throat> it's pretty fun to to go over there and get to make some new friends, some new Swedish friends, and, you know, see how they go about uh, getting ready and preparing for the hockey season. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's definitely a, probably a little different over there than the, the WHL training camp. I know uh, <laughs> yeah, it's not as physical. So you spent your first year over there uh, and then it seemed like you enjoyed it because then you went back for year two, which is the current season you were in now before, you know, it ended abruptly, right? Yeah, for sure. So I, I actually, uh, I went back to the same team and I wanted to make a jump up to division one, mm-hmm. which is the third league. And then after this year, so I started, I started back with the same team. Uh, in division two and then right around Christmas time I I had a tryout with this division one team and team was kind of struggling and they needed some uh, some fresh blood to come in and try and change things up so I was lucky to get an opportunity and and finish off the year there with a team in division one called Surahammer. Okay yeah so to to break it down it's similar in a way so in the states you know well North America I'll say you know Obviously, NHL is at the top, mm-hmm. AHL 2, East Coast 3, SP 4. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. is that so in Sweden, SHL is considered their top league, right? Yep. And so, then it's Hockey All Svenskin, which is the second league. Can you say that again? Hockey All Svenskin. All Svenskin. All Svenskin. All right, so that's number two. And then so then the third league, which is Div 1, right? Yeah. Okay. And then fourth would be Div 2. Div 2, yeah. Okay. All right. So that's a – you know, it gives us a little 
yeah. know, comparison yeah. to look at it. A little bit. And uh, so how's uh, the SHL over there? You've been to, you've been to some games, yeah. haven't you? Yeah, I've been to some games, and <clears throat> and they're pretty cool. Like, they usually – they have a, a cheering section that just stands up and chants and bangs the drums the whole game. And <laughs> There's always a beat going, so it's it's pretty entertaining, and it's it's really good hockey too. Like a lot of skill, a lot of speed. You know, the ice is quite a bit wider there, so it's oh yeah, cool, but but they're really really fun games to go to, and and it's definitely uh, definitely a totally different experience than what you would go to a crunch game or something. Yeah, <laughs> Syracuse Crunch shout out. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. So, yeah, right now he's in his second season over in Sweden playing professional hockey. So, uh, Damo, what do you think next year? You said – I know we were talking earlier. Next year you you would like to play uh, yeah. one more year, you think? Yeah, I think I would like to play Division One again. You know, I uh, it was a tough year all around for the team that, for Sir Hammer. And, you know, I think I would just do me good to go there and start – start from start on a division one team from the beginning and and i think that i can be a pretty good player in that league so i'm i'm hoping to get a contract in div one and and have a good year yeah man that's awesome we uh you know wish you the best of luck love you know chatting with you so just wanted to kind of like wrap up here you know he's got he's started playing in calgary you know he's made the made the jump from you know junior hockey to alberta you now goes to manitoba goes to fredonia Goes back to Calgary, goes to Red Deer over in Sweden, man, and that just shows there's you know there's opportunities everywhere, and you kind of you know got to put yourself out there, maybe get out of your comfort zone, and you know you'll get rewarded. So uh, you know anything you'd like to add that uh, you know that I didn't bring up or any yeah, advice? Sure. I mean, I mean like for me, it hasn't always been the straightest path, but you know I've always had a pretty good passion for the game, and and it's. I've had a lot of fun along the way, but I've definitely bumped into my adversity, you know, in college there, I got cut from state and probably could have took the easy way out, finished my degree there, got on with life. But, you know, I, wa- I really wanted to uh, keep playing and, and like <clears throat> probably could have went to Europe earlier now that I'm looking yeah. back on it. But like I said before, like <clears throat> the relationships you make everywhere you go is, it's kind of what sticks out to me and like just just that you got to stick with it like <clears throat> you're gonna you're gonna face adversity no matter what but like you For can sure. always you can always go and work once you're done playing and just right. to go experience something is I think completely worth it absolutely and you know I I'm gonna continue to say this you know as I you know on my podcast journey that I'm starting but uh absolutely. you know if I could, uh, you know, kind of like just encourage, you know, just one athlete to, you know, attend a training camp. Yeah. You know, go to a showcase, do something that, you know, go to a tryout because you know what, if you get cut, there's, there's options out there. Yeah. If you cut, who cares? You know what I mean? Go out there. I tell you what, you'd feel much better, you know, going there giving your all. And unfortunately you get cut rather than staying at home saying like, you know, what if, what if, you know what I mean? yeah. and you know, not, and, you know, growing up, everyone thinks they're going to NHL, you know, and that's just not the case. But there are pretty good scenarios out there, like you're saying, you know, go overseas in the beautiful country, Sweden, playing, getting, play, getting paid to play the sport you love, man. So 
to mention the girls. <laughs> oh man. So for those of you, uh, you know, I'm a big spitting chicklets fan. For those of you who are familiar with the show and know Mike Commodore, that's going to be demo for my, uh, the next level podcast here. So we're going to get him on every now and then and more than every now and then, you know, every couple episodes, talk to him, see where he's at, see how the training's going. And uh, yeah, we'll share some uh, good stories as we get going. So Damo, man, I appreciate it. Hey, thanks for having me, Harps. Appreciate it, buddy. Good to see you, brother. Stay safe. You too. Once again, I'd like to thank Damo for his time for that interview. That was, that was awesome. Um, you know, I learned a lot about how uh, junior and travel hockey work up there in Canada. You know, being an American from uh, you know, from Central New York, it's one thing I didn't have too much prior knowledge about before I attended college. Is uh, you know how they how junior hockey works up there. So I was real real glad he was able to talk about the Alberta Junior Hockey League and the Manitoba Junior Hockey League. Um, and to how he got recruited to play at Fredonia. I thought it was pretty cool how, you know, growing up he knew he wanted to play college in, in the States, you know, whether that was uh, D1 or D3. Um, it was also cool to hear about the different leagues in Sweden. That was something I didn't have a lot of knowledge about, you know, before either, that, you know, there's four different leagues or so, and how they have like similar levels to we have here in North America, um, but it's just not, you know, not as big and it's just a different style of hockey. Um, you know, over there in Europe, they're more, it's kind of more of a skill set, not as much as a physical play like we have over here in North America. So again, Damo, that was unreal, man. Thank you so much for coming on. Um, you know, I, for those of you who, uh, who listened, I hope you, you know, learned something that you didn't know before about uh, you know, junior hockey or like being recruited. And um, my biggest takeaway from him, you know, based on my experiences too, was how, you know, the friendships and the bonds that you create with your teammates, that is something that, you know, you, you'll never lose. Like when you're done playing, sure, you know, you miss, you miss being on the ice, you miss the game. But, you know, everyone I talk to, you miss being in the room the most you know you miss being in the locker room you miss hanging out you know with your team you know every night you know going out to dinner you know going to the library whatever you do you know um you do it as a group so that's that's something that you miss the most and that's you know a great reason to want to you know play a college sport just because of your tight-knit group and you know you make friendships that last a lifetime and you know, from people all over the country, all over the world, really. Um, so it's a it's a real great experience. So um, I think that's uh, I think that's all I got for the first episode. To be honest, um, I'd like to add that you know, although my background is in hockey, um, I'm also you know going to have a lot of different athletes from different sports on here as well. We got baseball players coming on, football, basketball, volleyball. Um, I even got people from the military that might come on. So, you know, we got a lot of different angles here. And, you know, I'm going to learn a ton, just like uh, those of you listening. So, you know, if you listen, thank you so much. Um, 
you know, if you want to give me a follow or let me know how you enjoyed the first episode on Twitter, it's at CoachHarper96. So, you know, let me know what you thought and, you know, any suggestions, I'd appreciate it. If you're going to message me and tear me apart, hey, that's all right, too. I don't mind. It'll be cool. And again, man, um, that was that was unreal. Good first episode. I had a ton of fun. So, yeah, be sure to tune in uh, next time as well. I'll, uh, you know, advertise when next episode will be up and it's gonna be it's gonna be a blast all right everyone stay safe during this time take care stay home if you can and uh i'll talk to you soon all right see you later